Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Tuesday, February 8th, a sunny and cold day here in Chicago. The NFT markets are pretty cold too. I'll break it all down on today's show. We've got a lot to cover on the docket for today. We're going to hit BAYC in the Super Bowl, Rug Radio, and they're set to launch their token here this week. We're going to talk Nike's NFT debut with the CloneX project. Some weekend market movers, taking a look at the Flips Finance Board as well as the IC Tools Board. We're going to catch up on one-of-ones and XCopy and Guido's big sales. Then we're going to check in on the floors for PFPs and art blocks. Then we're going to end the show checking in on the Treasure ecosystem and some big updates there. Sound good? All right, let's get started. Okay, for our top news today, we've got the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And from the rumors going around NFT Twitter, NFTs are going to be heavily featured in this year's Super Bowl. So I know I'm excited for that. First and foremost, we're showing this tweet here. So this is as of yesterday morning. There were odds on, will any Board Ape Yacht Club character make an appearance during the halftime show broadcast? And yes, was a resounding minus 350. Uh, so a heavy favorite. Um, it's since the lines moved a bit, I want to say it's around minus 250 now, um, but <clears throat> clearly a heavy favorite for the apes to be in the halftime show. So more than just an ad, actually in the halftime performance. On top of that, there's rumors of Budweiser having their nouns glasses commercial um, that might take place in the Super Bowl as well as rumors of, of other projects potentially doing commercials as well. So certainly uh, we'll be paying attention to that. It'll be interesting if we hear more throughout this week leading up to Sunday, um, but it seems like this could certainly be uh, a tipping point for NFTs with getting into more of a mainstream audience. Another piece uh, of news for Board Apes also tied to the Super Bowl, we've got Bet Online. Dot AG. So they bought a board ape for 120 ETH. They've made it their PFP on Twitter. Um, and they're also hinting at some type of Super Bowl uh, appearance or commercial or something for this ape. So BAYC board apes are going to be featured, it seems. It's just a matter of how much of them we're going to see. Um, so I'm sure, I'm certain that community is excited. All right, so that's our top news. Let's go into our second story. I want to talk a little bit about Rug Radio. Um, so I don't think we've, we've covered Rug Radio too much on NFTs Live, uh, but this is a big week for them. So for starters, a little bit of background, what Rug Radio is. I'm showing their website, rug.fm, right now. Um, this is from Farouk, one of the leading NFT influencers in, in the space. Uh, this is kind of his baby. Um, the idea is a fully decentralized media platform. What does that mean? It means that our community, our hosts, and you own the platform you participate in. Why is it important? Because we need to own the memes, the conversation, and the narratives. Ownership means we, we each get to decide what we consume, how it's delivered, and how we all benefit. Um, so essentially what he's doing is you know, all the influencers who are kind of running disparate spaces on Twitter, having their own shows, own blog posts. The idea is that we'll start to come together 
under essentially a new company, a Web3 company that will be called Rug Radio. And it's decentralized in that it will be owned or you know, managed by a DAO, which will be called RugDAO. It will have its own tokenomics uh, and governance mechanisms as well. So let's get a little bit into the NFTs that are part of this, and that might help uh, explain that, how this all works. So there's two primary NFTs. There's the Genesis NFTs and the membership pass. I'm actually going to start with the membership pass. Um, this is essentially the gateway into the Rug Radio ecosystem. So if you own the membership in NFT, it allows you to get into Rug Radio. And then from originally, it allowed you to mint a Genesis NFT. That window has now passed as all of those NFTs have been minted. But to essentially enter the Discord, enter the group, you need to own a membership pass. It will also act as a potential gateway to whitelists for projects that want to partner with Rug Radio in the future. And given the strength of the audience community that's already tied to this, certainly a lot of projects will, will want to cater to this audience, it seems. So that's the membership pass, the Genesis NFT. These are the NFTs that actually generate the Rug tokens. Uh, so they describe it a little bit here on the page about when the minting went live. Um, but there's four or five different classes of these Genesis NFTs. They produce varying amounts of rug tokens. The whole point of generating the rug tokens is that uh, you can buy the rug DAO token once you've accumulated like 1800 rug. And then that gets you into the, the DAO, which then essentially you are a part owner of rug radio. So that's the high level overview of the, the tokenomics, how the NFTs play in. Um, the, the roadmap here on the, on the page, it's essentially executed at this point uh, where they, they've done the NFT drop, they've outlined the tokenomics, they've done the, the first series of shows. Some shows have already taken place over the last week. Um, Froke had a show with Paris Hilton over the weekend, and then Mando and OSF had some big shows uh, over the past week as well. And then it's really set to launch and open up here this week. So I want to show... Uh, a tweet from Farouk, just highlighting some of the metrics. Uh, they are certainly impressive. So in the month since Rogue Radio was founded, they've launched their 40,000 NFTs, 13,000 unique holders, 50K followers on Twitter, 27,000 on Discord. I mentioned the Paris Hilton uh, media collab, apparently BAYC in there as well. They've done 10K ETH volume. The, the Treasury's got 4 million and 1 million in secondary sales already. And then essentially what's coming up, uh, we've got the rug token that's going to debut tomorrow. So that'll be airdropped to anyone who owns the Genesis NFTs. And then on the 12th, the rug DAO token will open up and folks will be able to convert for those. So certainly a big week for rug radio. Um, certainly it's a really interesting idea. It's a big vision trying to create a decentralized web three media brand. Um, so certainly Kudos to Farouk for, for taking this on. It's a big initiative. Um, you know, we'll all be watching to see how this plays out. Um, all of us who are contributing to Web3 to NFTs are also incentivized to participate as hosts. Um, so what I haven't talked about is the whole consume to earn, participate to earn model. So hosts can essentially earn rug tokens by running shows on the rug radio network. I think in the future, there's plans for like for writers to be able to earn tokens from writing things of that nature. Uh, and then similarly, content consumers. So those who attend the spaces will be able to earn tokens by attending these shows. 
Um, so it's essentially a, a form of universal basic income, UBI, uh, just from participating in this space. So that's what I mean when I say the visions are big. Of course, it'll have to be executed on. Um, but excited to see this one, you know, start to get in motion here in the next few days. All right, uh, third story for today. I want to talk a bit about Nike. So the artifact team just continues to deliver and crush it. So um, right after Artifact debuted the Clone X project, it was within a few weeks of that, uh, we they announced the Nike acquisition. So Nike bought out Artifact. Um, and then just in the past week, we've seen the first airdrop to Clone X holders that has the Nike brand on the NFT. So I think this artifact monolith, I'll call it monolith, there's no vowels in the word, uh, you know, similar to the whole artifact uh, dynamic there. But this NFT was airdropped. Uh, the tagline here is behold a mysterious monolith etched with Nike and artifact markings. It seems to be sentient. What does it do? Um, so certainly a mystery for exactly what's going to be the utility of the monolith but certainly the market is speculating on some strong utility as the floor for this NFT surged all the way up to around 4.9 ETH uh, at the peak. It's since retraced a bit. I'm seeing it at 3.9 here. Um, so for those who held uh, Clone X from the beginning, they got the Space Pod airdrop, which was around 3 ETH. Now the Monolith airdrop for 3.9. So that's been one of the best performing assets that we've seen here over the last few months. So shout out to the Clone X holders um, on a, a big win and certainly interested to see what's going to, what Nike's going to do with this. You know, clearly they're not just putting artifact on the shelf, you know, they're actively building and now they've got their brand out there and their first NFT. I could see this actually being a strong collectible for folks who aren't even tied in to other artifact projects or Clone X who just won a piece of the first Nike NFT. So I certainly think we'll see a, a strong market for, for this one uh, in, the go, in the near future. All right, well, that, so that rounds out our top news. Let's go ahead and get into our market movers. So today I'm gonna to start with the Flips Finance Board. Uh, so I'm gonna scroll down here into the, the top project rankings and show the, the seven days, so just to take a look at the, the last week. The, the resounding theme is red on the board. Uh, so we see the top 20, 25 projects here. 22 of the 25 are red, um, some significantly red. You know, we see 80%, 60 to 70% drops here in floor prices just in the last seven days. Um, you know, some of that tied to the crypto market. So since the end of January, ETH is up 20 to 30%. Um, and whenever that happens, you know, we see folks rotate back to the, the native currency. Um, we've also seen a lot of new projects drop on the primary that have sucked a lot of ETH out of the ecosystem, uh, which is also a recipe for, you know, short-term pain. And that's certainly what we've seen play out here. Um, but it was running through a few of the top of the board, Hate Prime. So we talked about them. They had the reveal on Friday during our show. Uh, the reveal was not well received. The floor is tanked about 50%, sits around four here at today. Azuki's have cooled off. They've done 15,000 volumes. It was still second on the week. They peaked at around the, the 15 ETH mark. 
have since pulled back, but seem to be chopping in the 10 to 13 ETH range. I mentioned Clonex. Those ran up ahead of the monolith drop have since retraced. Now, a, current, a pretty consistent theme we see is when an anticipated airdrop comes out, the, the NFT that received that airdrop drops by the value of that. So let's say monolith is valued at 3 ETH, Clonex drops from 17 to 14. Uh, that's been a pretty consistent price action theme we've seen. So not a huge surprise there, um, but still holding pretty strong. Um, a, a few new projects. So Carafuru came out over the weekend, caught a huge amount of storm, fourth on the board at 13,000 ETH. Um, the force actually held fairly steady at 3.3. Uh, but then we've seen, as we go down the list, we see a lot of worse performers. So Hype Bears down 50%. And then our anime sector just you know, really getting hurt here. The Zipsy's down 68% at 1.8. That floor was five or six pre-reveal. And Lives of Asuna uh, just revealed last night um, to a pretty resoundingly negative market sentiment. The floor is down 80% from its highs in the 2.5 to 3 ETH range. Um, So the, the anime sector certainly having a tough week. It seems like that whole narrative may have run its course uh, at this point, I would expect these to, to either chop here or, or slowly decline over the coming weeks, with the exception of Azuki. Azuki seems to be kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the, of the anime board. A few winners, though. So some positive spots. NFT Worlds um, has continued to, to impress with their plans for the world and game that they're building out. So they're up 68% on the week, the, the head and shoulders winner. World of Women at 11, they're up 34%. And then we've got the MFers, the, the meme project from Sartoshi, one of the meme legends in the NFT space, up 33% here. Uh, so certainly a, a good week for them. Those went all the way above one. And now it's sitting right, right below one uh, as of today. So that's kind of the, the macro picture. I want to just take a look at the icy board to, to zoom in just a little bit and see who the movers on the three-day are. Um, so starting up top, so Pixel Mom Generation One, this is already receiving some pretty massive negative market sentiment. Um, so they had a Dutch auction yesterday that sold out 8,000 NFTs at, at the top of the Dutch auction at 3 ETH. So they pulled somewhere around 24,000 ETH, I want to say. Um, and then they just absolutely sh- got shredded on the secondary. So anyone who paid three ETH, those are now selling for right around one ETH uh, on the secondary market. Um, the, from what I understand, this is a group who is looking to build an open world RPG and a T game. Uh, the game is not developed yet. Um, so anyone buying in is essentially buying in on the hope that the game will eventually be developed. I, I want to say it's in a non-team who's not doxed. Um, so certainly a, a risky bet and one that has not performed well on the secondary in any way. Um, so this has kind of cast a bit of a cloud over the, you know, the new NFT debuts over the past weekend, especially with Hapes underperforming as well. Uh, going through the rest of the board. So cool, cool pets, I'll say, is actually hold, held up pretty well. So they've had you know, a 10-day delay from when they were originally start, uh, supposed to mint. The allow list minting turned back on yesterday ahead of the public sale, which is going to be tomorrow. The, the floor is holding strong around 2.2 to 2.4 ETH 
for a 0.5 mint. So certainly a, a profitable mint. I imagine we will see an absolute gas war ahead of the public sale for however many NFTs are left. Um, and then that game will we'll start to open and the milk token will start to be able to show its utility. Uh, so that'll certainly be an interesting one to watch and for the cool cats world. Uh, other than that, um, Raid Party Heroes. Raid Party is another project game NFT that's kind of come out in the last few weeks. It's raised a lot of ETH and has been performing poorly on the secondary market. A lot of those floors are down uh, 20 to 40%. Uh, a few new debuts who've done fairly well. So Generative Dungeons came out of the gate here just a few days ago. Has done over 2,000 ETH. I'm going to show their, their page here. So the idea behind this product, artwork you can play. Generative Dungeon is a collection of 3,000 iterative interactive dungeon-themed NFTs. You can click in and interact uh, with, this, uh, with this little world here. Um, so I, I don't know the exact mint price. I always want to say it was around like 0.2 to 0.3, and it's out of the gate at 0.7, 0.8, and holding fairly strong there. Um, so certainly this has been a profitable mint, and with already 3,000 ETH traded, um, certainly some market demand. And then another, this is an art project essentially that dropped and had a really strong week. It's called Mind the Gap by Mount Vitruvius. Uh, we see it's a collection of 999. It's got a floor price of around 1.6 here and almost 2,000 he traded. What's interesting to me is you see the style. It's very similar to the Fidenza-like artwork style. Um, and certainly we've seen other examples of this art style where they've surged in the past, there's an Artblocks factory project um, that has a similar style to this. Um, there's a few other one-offs uh, of similar styles, which they typically run and then kind of fade off. I'll be curious if this one is, you know, really able to maintain its floor price, um, but certainly a, a strong debut for that project. All right, that takes us through uh, the movers really from the past weekend. Let's go ahead and get and shift gears and go into some one of ones. It's been a few shows since we've really uh, taken a look at Super Rare Foundation, some of the top one of one art sales. Um, but certainly a, a theme that we've seen in the past is when the blue chip, you know, more utility based NFT projects start to underperform. Some will focus their time more on one of one art. We saw that certainly October, November, December of last year. It seems like we might start seeing some rotation there here. Uh, probably a little premature to call, uh, but uh, a few marquee sales I wanted to highlight on today's show. So what I'm showing right here is X Copy's latest mint. It's called the FUD. Uh, not much of a description. It just says salt. Uh, hashtag FUD. Hashtag X Copy here. Um, this sold for 222 ETH to Zinvault. Zinvault is a collector who's been kind of coming on as a storm in the last few months, collecting from a lot of the top artists. Uh, a few pieces that are in, a few uh, points that are interesting to me about this is it's a little bit different from X Copy's kind of marquee style. Um, so certainly different from a lot of his other pieces and what we're used to. Um, also the price point, you know, this is the lowest we've seen a new primary X Copy come out of the gate at here at 222 um, in, in at least the last six months. So I'll be curious if that's a trend we can expect to continue uh, or if this is just a one-off more tied to this piece. But Zinvault has been busy. He did not stop here. He also picked up 
this piece called Tom Collins uh, from the artist Guido here. Um, Guido, a photography NFT artist who's really been coming on and, and taking the market by storm. And his pieces are commanding higher and higher valuations here. Um, we see Zinvault bought this piece for 48.5 ETH, $140,000. Um, there is a lot of talk about, you know, Guido becoming one of the, the very top selling photo artists on Super Rare, kind of in the NFT space. Uh, that speculation carried over to his edition that he released here uh, over the past weekend. Um, so I'm showing it here. It's called Sending My Love. I, I believe this is the first edition set that he has released here uh, on OpenSea. It's an edition set of 250. So this, uh, this piece, uh, you see the model smoking essentially in, in lingerie, ran all the way up to a 2.9 E4 at one point uh, on Saturday. I think 2.9 is the highest sale we've seen. It, it since has retraced a bit. Um, which is always, you know, a part of the challenge with additions when you've got 225 unique owners who can set their own price points, right? Um, but certainly some some strong demand and market action for this edition. So Guido, having a great week. Uh, a few other notable sales, um, really in that continuing that photo NFT theme that we've seen. So Drifter Shoots sold Hold This Moment Forever for 40 ETH. Um, we've got Kath Samard on the board with her piece Oblivion selling for 25 ETH. Then a few others, Ballad of Ghosts by Otherworld for 30 and Door number eight by Matt Kane for 20. So we'll, we'll send out the, the links to those pieces in our show notes for today. That rounds out our one-on-one segment. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the floors uh, at WGMI. Um, you know, we, we've taken a look at the seven-day uh, earlier in the show, I want to spend a little time focusing on the 30-day just to, to show a bit positivity if we zoom out. Yes, most of the products are down on the seven-day. Most are still up on the 30-day. Um, so and we had essentially a, an up-only run in the month of January. So I think some, some pullback is certainly natural. Um, so let's go through these. Apes, they're at 97, down 14% on the week, but still up 25% on the month, probably the, the most watched NFT project here ahead of Super Bowl weekend. We've got the Kongs Genesis. Those went all the way up to 100 or so. Um, they're, they're down 4.5% on the week at 85, but again, still up 7% on the 30-day. Punks at 67.5, down 18% on the seven-day. Um, the story or the, the big news for CryptoPunks, this is breaking right before the show, um, the owner of 104 floor punks, he created a fractional vault uh, last summer in August, right after he finished acquiring these. Uh, a few months back, he um, essentially sold off the, or he, he bought out the vault and he just announced he's going to do a Sotheby's auction for the entire set of 104. Um, so there's already a lot of speculation, uh, bare sentiment about how that auction is going to go. Um, early indications is folks think it might go as low as 30 ETH per, um, you know, even 40 to 50 in the, in the upper range, which is well below the current floor of 68. Uh, and there's a lot of folks who think the, the floor will tank here 
in the near term ahead of that auction later this month. Um, certainly the X factor is if there's already buyers potentially lined up for this. Um, so with the Sotheby's team and feeling out general market demand and sentiment ahead of, you know, approving this auction, there's one could speculate or assume that they have, have some buyers potentially in mind. Um, but right now, certainly all speculation will be very uh, closely following this here this week and the next few weeks. And we'll look to report back uh, as we learn more about this one. All right, I want to go through a few more floors. Unit um, Yacht Club 22 down 7% on the week, but up 50% on the month. Certainly still a huge winner. Clone X, another one down 21% this month at 14.2, but up 162% on the 30 day. I don't think anyone holding Clone X uh, is that upset with the decline here in the past week. Doodles, similar story. They're at 14, uh, down a bit on the month, but up 20 on the seven day, but up 26% on the week. Uh, cool Cats, basically even on the week, uh, up on the month there, 7%. World of Women, one of the biggest winners uh, of the week and month at 11, up 180%. Um, all, just a few more. Borlake Kennel Club still at 8.5, the cheapest entry to the, the BAYC ecosystem, still not cheap by any means. CyberCon is at 7.4 down a bit on the week, but up on the month. Um, and then let's see here. We've got the Mebits at 3.5 and then the Cryptodes 2.7 down on the week and the month. Um, so the, those are still struggling a little bit. Now let's go through our, our blocks. I'll just quickly do some of the, the top uh, curated sets. So Fidenza's at 66 E. Uh, those are down 10% on the month and the week. Elevated deconstructions and ringers, fairly similar. Ringers holding steady at 42. Those are actually up 10% on the week, but uh, steady on the month. Elevated deconstructions at 34, down 32% on the week, um, even on the month. A few more here. Unigrids at 14.5. Those are steady on the week, 20% up on the month. Archetypes at 13.9, uh, even on the week, down 16% on the month. Um, so in our show notes, we'll send out full updates on uh, the top 10 to 15 products for each category. We did have an art blocks curated drop yesterday uh, that I'll quickly check in on. It's called Parabellum by Matt Mariansky. We did a preview of it on Friday. Uh, essentially has the colorful art backgrounds with different shapes, geometries, and then the letters and text uh, in the forefront. This one actually went down to min price. So the Dutch auction finished at 0.1 ETH. Uh, it was a gas war. Uh, from what I didn't participate in this, but I understand it was around a 0 0.2 to 0.3 effective price. Um, and the floor has essentially held there. Um, so anyone who minted is essentially at least even uh, with a bit of upside. We, hit, we don't see a ton of volume here um, with just 68 ETH traded um, for this latest drop. And in general, it seems like ArtBlock's volume uh, has been a little slow over the, over the past few days. All right, well, that is our ArtBlock's update. I'm gonna end the show with just checking in on the Treasure ecosystem. So there's a few different uh, kind of highlights that I wanna talk about. So first, we've saw the highest sale that we've yet seen for the Treasure ecosystem in this one-of-one one Genesis Legion. Um, so Genesis Legions are the... Kind of the primary characters or PFPs in the foundational bridge world game for treasure. Um, there's 
want to say 1,700 in total in different rarities. There's five one of ones. One of those one of ones called Fallen sold for 335,000 magic plus an all class. Essentially, it was 510 ETH or $1.56 million. Um, and the buyer goes into a, a quick thread describing his purchase here. I think the highlight for me is you can count on one hand the number of projects who have ever had an all-time high sale above 510 ETH. And it's punks, board apes, and mutant apes with their M3. And that's it. Um, so certainly a, a big splash for the Genesis Legions and the treasure ecosystem. Clearly there are whales out there who are paying attention to this project um, and are ready to, to bet big on it. Um, so that's our, our, our first story. Second uh, is some news from founder Jay Patton on you know, potential future plans here. Um, essentially the ecosystem will continue to leverage Ethereum as the primary, you know, behind the scenes mainnet, um, but is actually looking to expand into Cosmos uh, on the front end to, to handle some of the, the gaming aspects uh, for Bridgeworld and potentially other projects. So for those who are familiar, Treasure exists on Arbitrum, which is an L2 rollup of Ethereum the gas fees are significantly cheaper. They're about 10%. Um, so when you do transactions on Arbitrum, you can expect you know, 0 0.001, 0 0.002 or so in fees. Um, but you know, that's three to $6. But now Bridgeworld has NFTs that only cost three to $6. So there's already situations where the gas fees, uh, it doesn't make sense to pay the gas fees to acquire the, the cheapest set of NFTs. And that's where a new chain like Cosmos comes in, where as I understand it, uh, the transaction costs are at, at pennies and the transaction speeds are much higher. Um, so on a chain like that, it now makes sense to buy $3 NFTs when you only have to pay you know, a penny or two in gas fees. Um, certainly a lot to work out. We'll have to listen and, and follow along with the founders on how this exactly will work. Um, but the speculation is the user won't even really know which chain they're interacting on. They'll go to the website. Uh, this will all essentially happen behind the scenes um, and the users will just benefit. So uh, I think it's bullish, um, of course, uh, as long as they can pull it off and it makes sense. But uh, the founders clearly continue to drive and innovate with this project, um, which is exciting. A, a few other updates. So the Bridgeworld game is live. Summoning started uh, last Monday night. It was like an 11 p.m. Uh, midnight uh, opening up for that function of Bridgeworld. The questing function started, I want to say, on Friday or Saturday, so just a few days ago. Uh, that feature of the game launched. Now we're essentially just waiting on the crafting feature of the game. Um, to, and then essentially the whole world will be turned on. Um, so... That's exciting as the game continues to, to be rolled out. In the Smallville world, so the small pets were airdropped to anyone who owned the small brains or small bodies. Uh, we've seen the full price of those pets hold around two, 200 magic or so, uh, so close to $800. So certainly a nice airdrop. They announced some future utility uh, for those pets uh, as well. Um, 
and then certainly some new projects um, have been announced. We've got the the Seeds of Life game, uh, which I want to say is next to drop. Um, and then there's uh, a laundry list of Smallville, uh, Small Brains derivative projects that are starting to pop up as well. So there's certainly uh, a big increase in focus and building on new projects in the Treasure Dot ecosystem. Uh, and we'll continue to report on those here from the show. All right, 30 minutes in, we covered a lot. I think that's it for today. Thanks as always to our listeners and viewers for, tu for tuning in. Join Brett Ritchie and myself this Friday to break down this week's action in NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.